Disclaimer, all statements within this podcast consist of our own opinions and in no way should be taken as medical advice as we are not medical professionals. All resources will be stated. We always encourage you to do your own research and to consult your own doctor or medical professional before attempting anything. Welcome back to Random Witchcraft with your hosts, Vix. And Callie, what's up, people? Welcome to a very special episode where we dive into black magic versus white magic. And what is the difference? Well. What is your thoughts? <laughs> it's going to be a very unpopular thought or it's going to get criticized. We might actually get some emails for this because I don't believe in my process and my belief system of my craft. There's no such thing as black and white. Yeah, in actuality the term black and white magic was actually very race motivated. It was. Very Christian belief where the black magic mostly being referred to as magic of non-white people. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like, the African voodoo, hoodoo, and voodoo, if I'm saying that correctly. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. But, yes, you're very correct. Pretty it's... much, if it's not white people magic, it is evil, it's the devil's work. There's a lot of superstitions behind it that it can cause possession. It causes people to become unnatural and do very unnatural things. Yeah, and the whole zombie thing, which, if memory serves me right, the whole basis of that was people being in a trance during specific like rituals yes it was people being in a trance um they also believed you know a lot of people that study necromancy were black magic users yeah well there is that quote from the craft very true Magic is not black nor white, but is both. It depends on what's in the heart of the witch. Very true. A lot of people think black magic also is very deep, advanced, baneful magic. Where baneful magic is just baneful magic. Even in Baneful Magic, when you're trying to get your karma justified faster than karma comes, it still has consequences. You still have to account for your actions. Yeah, and Baneful Magic could also encompass anything when you're taking someone's free will away. Which also falls under the categories of love spells. Depending on what you're trying to go for, they can be very dark. 
yeah, they can. They can be extremely dark. There are some people who will end up trying to keep someone through love spells. And, you know, not my cup of tea, but to each their own and their own craft. Yeah, even the simplest little spell like a honey jar or a sweet jar where it's to get peop get a specific person to think sweet thoughts of you. By technicality, that is taking their free will away. It is. They're not thinking of it on the, by themselves. They're being forced into it. Instead of something like in old Mexican folklore, there is a thing as a honey jar, except you don't write the person's name that you're trying to get them to say sweet things about you. You put your name and you magnify that feeling of sweetness in your life. And you get that. It's kind of like a self-love spell. That is one use for it. And it's not just Mexican. That's definitely a common spell. It is from, a common spell. From multiple places. I've, from my experience and my knowledge, I've seen it in Celtic, uh, Mexican, some, uh, what's it called? Well, it is a druid practice, but that also... Yeah, there we go. That's... ...can be a part of Celtic, but also a side thing. But it's also within, like, Hexcraft, which is, like, the Pennsylvanian Dutch, mm. which I believe has more lines to, like... Germanic tribes in yeah. Germany. And like I know Romanian folkways that is also encompassed in there. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of Romanian gypsies do have a lot of different love spells. And it's not love spells to Attract someone, it's for yourself. With Romanian f folk magic, mm -hmm. I know not all of them are gypsies, but some are gypsies, the mm -hmm. nomadic gypsies. But uh, they do the love spells, but they have a very specific time. They do. There's they like do. a very like time frame per year that they are able to do. Love spells. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. It is. It's, um... It's interesting to the fact of... Even in... Mexican and every, you know, region has their specific timings to do certain things. It's like... All our... Lovely celebrations through the wheel of the year. True. 
Actually, I think the, this is around the time that a lot of maiden worship. Yes, it is. Like the Irish, also Catholic, St. Bridget or Bridget, the yes. deity. This is around the time where a lot of the young, you know, from the time of celebrating the maiden, end up trying to find a love match. Yeah, there is one way around the baneful love spells. Mm-hmm. Calling out for love without a specific person. In at, mind. At the business end of the spell. And I think people also consider baneful, but it's not, is cord cutting. It can be baneful, but it also can be worked more in a... Positive manner. Positive manner, yeah. Um, now, what are your thoughts on the threefold law? Honestly, I understand where it comes from and why people end up using it, but reality, you're going to get what's coming to you regardless. If you do something nice, if you do something wrong, that energy that you put out, it will come right back to you. I know the, I believe that came about with a gardener and Wicca. It did. Where I believe the saying is. It also became very popular right. on the craft. Yeah, it still goes down to the fact of. Mm-hmm. Harm done, or ye shall be harmed. What you put out there comes back at you. And the whole... Threefold, tenfold. Mm-hmm. The whole do no harm. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. <laughs> Which is a very... I'm sorry to put it out there, but it's a very Christian mindset to think. That is a... Very, that was a Christian statement. It is, but it's been used with the whole term of the threefold thing. Again, judge not or thou shalt be judged. I'm sorry. Well, with <laughs> representing the rainbow flag, there's a whole lot of judgment. Within ourselves. We are our own worst judges. And against everyone else around us. Well, that was... I don't know if we just opened a freaking floodgates or not. But again... This is just us sharing what we 
know or our opinion. Yeah, we're not speaking for anyone else but ourselves and our random opinions of random topics. Well, let's get on the topic of the belief that witches sacrificing. Now, a sacrifice can be anything. It doesn't necessarily mean a blood ritual, like sacrificing a chicken well, or a snake or any other animal. Well, depending on the beliefs, there are still to this day, there are... Yes, they are still to this day. Still do animal sacrifices. But they thank the animal for their sacrifice and use every piece of the animal. And one of the major ancient things about sacrificing was in ancient times, especially in Europe, where they had to pick and choose which one of their livestock they're going to feed, which one is going to bear children. And which one was going to become the food. So they could survive through the, at the winter. That's what the harvests, harvest festivals were about. Yeah. Whether they be harvesting the crops or the animals so they can preserve them t so they can eat throughout the winter in the hard times. It, it does, you know, lead on to that. And even Native Americans will use every piece that they get from the animal. They'll use the hide, the bones, the meat, everything. And you also have the side of human sacrificing, which is was a staple in some ancient societies to appease their deities. Yes. I believe it was the Aztecs or the Mayans Both. Would, would sacrifice young boys to appease the sun god. Yes. So the sun would come back. And the Mayans would sacrifice their enemies. And then you have the Native Americans that would scalp people. There were the parts where they would eat the their enemies to absorb their power. Yes. But again, it comes to where how people have grown up. And human sacrificing is not a common practice now because not anymore, no but need for it. There is no need. We know but the sun back coming then, back. Back then it again it comes to where we learn to evolve. Yeah, we know that the sun's coming back when we have an eclipse. 
we know the moon is going to come back when we have an eclipse. Yeah. We know that it's not going to be winter forever. Yes. We know that Persephone is coming back to the world to sow the harvest or bring in the flowers and the trees and Though she'd rather, you know, spend her time (laughs) next to Hades in the underworld. She's only there for half the year. Well, that's the time she's probably the most happiest. And Demeter is very unhappy and all the plants die. Well, that's life. Yeah, the, and there's also the fun little topic of where dark magic can get you possessed by demons. That one actually made me chuckle a whole lot when I, after I got a little more experienced and like someone had told me that I shouldn't do baneful magic or talk about black magic. My intention should always be pure. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like it'd be kind of fun to actually being possessed by a demon. The things you could learn right? from the other worlds. <laughs> well, honestly, if I were to be ever possessed by a demon, can I have, like, the power of, like, teleportation <laughs> with that? Just all of a sudden, like, do a uh, blinking. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to have, like, a, a charmed moment with right? Cole where he just kind of bursts into flames and el- goes elsewhere. Oh, when he was uh, like the um, with the source, yeah, yeah, when he was the source, yeah. Oh, we could probably do a whole episode on just the different powers that powers char- with charmed and Buffy and Angel oh, yeah. and. But I'm sorry. Can can we just give it up for one moment on how um I forget the actor's name, but the one that played Cole. Was scrumptious uh, as hell. Julian McMahon. <laughs> yes, him. Mm. No, I wasn't a, a little creepy goth child and watch every single episode at least 12 times. I, all I know is I loved when he went to Nip Tuck. The uh, moment you saw that derriere. <laughs> oh, a whole side... Of dark entities, side thought. Mm. The new interview with the vampire. Yes, yes, mm, yes. Butts for days. Butts we could end up going. Colors. We could get into a whole topic on just. We're getting off topic. We are now talking about nudity in TV shows. Well. With with dark context. True. But I'm sure they're getting a kick out of it regardless. Now, they're... Get to the... <laughs> Back to the point of this episode. <laughs> now... 
there is a side of magic that is considered dark or shadow whether it be working with your own shadows or working with things that are not of that it would be more taboo like animal bones and working with spirits Well, I've worked with spirits. So have I. It's pretty I've... much the basis of ancestor magic. Yeah, it is. It's the basis ancestor. of ancestor magic. Um, but I've never, again, my own personal belief, I don't see working with spirits as black or taboo. I was talking about working with, like, animal carcasses and... Working with the earthly remains of deceased animals. I don't see it as taboo. I am also the weird, weird goth child that kind of likes the aesthetic of having, like, specimens. Like animal specimens and like oddities and I see as if the animal wasn't harmed by you and you respected that animal and you used its bones to do a bone throw reading and asking for their spirits permission first. Yeah, I don't see it as taboo. Yes, I understand that a lot of people see it as taboo, but if you're asking that spirit for them to grant you permission to use their bones in your magical workings... And to work with them. And to work with them, I don't see a taboo. Again, it boils down to the intent that you're going to do. Yeah, there, there's actually some animals that would be more than willing to aid you in your working, even if it is in baneful ways. Yes. Again, it... There's, to... also, there's also the gray areas of... Like, it is still technically baneful magic to banish... Like an abusive person to get to get them to move on elsewhere. It's bane. It I can see where it's baneful, because you're sending them away onto it's, an unsuspecting person. It's the aspect of literally forcing someone away. You're actually impeding their free will. But yeah. that does, you do bring up another point. That could also bring up issues where they could go off and do that, do the same thing to somebody else. And then, I'm sorry to say it, but then it comes back to you ended up banishing him away from you instead of trying to 
resolve it to where they don't harm you, they don't harm themselves, and them trying to find some peace and not harming anybody. And then you have the side of trying to, ironically, the the binding episode, uh, binding spell from the craft. Yeah. Trying to bind them from doing harm against themselves and others. That is technically baneful magic. It is. It is. Impeding on their free will, impeding on... It is positive re reasoning for a baneful act. Yes, it is. But if... Now, personally, there is a time and a place. Personally, I believe that there's a time and place for baneful magic. There are sometimes that mundane ways of trying to deal with it aren't an option or they have failed. I agree. There is a time and a place for it. But it has to come to the last resort of everything. It is always the last resort and throwing hexes around does nobody's nobody good can't just throw them out willy-nilly and expect karma not to bite you in the ass. Because she may come sooner than you expect. With that. Even though the uh, basis of karma is not necessarily what will come at you at this life. It could be in a future life. But it doesn't necessarily mean that'll come for you directly either. I believe the, the whole karma thing is actually a Buddhist or Hindu. I think, Hindi. I think, I'm not 100%. It's, it's more of like the Far East. It's somewhere in that general area it is, but it's karma being the outcome from what you did in previous lives. No. It's not within this life. It's a very interesting topic. Could be the basis of a episode in the future. Could be. But there's going to be a lot of research going on along with that one. <laughs> to yes. make sure everything is correct. Well, at least correct to what we can find. Yeah. Because, again, we've stated before... Research, research, research. Yes. <laughs> Another thing that I feel that a lot of people just go, well, what if when you were doing a spell that intended for good and you had your intentions all just good, good, and good, but something bad happened? And... I've been asked this, and I told him, I was like, your intentions may have been good, but your focus and your thoughts 
were not focused on what you really wanted. Or your intentions were not clear enough. True. That is definitely one thing that everyone has to learn. You make sure that your intentions are exactly what you want and very clear. Because in all actuality, you could do a money spell. And if you're not clear enough on where you want that money to come from, you could have a family member dying and leaving you a whole lot of money. Yeah. That happens in rare occasions. Very rare occasions. But there's always that possibility. Magic will go to the least... Least path of resistance. That also comes to where, like, manifestation and all these... It's going to hit a topic that we're going to end up talking about later. Or we're going to get into, which is going to be funny. And on something that I've seen on TikTok, well, I should say witch talk, where a lot of people end up using these, oh, if you, you know, like and share and, you know, this money will end up appearing in your bank account the next day or in the next, you know, full moon. It, it makes me kind of like, why? How, how do we know that's going to be a legitimate thing? That is very true. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, well, a lot of people outside of practicing, they think that we twitch our nose or point our finger and things just appear. Now, you have to be, you have to meet it halfway. You have to do work too. Mm-hmm. It's not just blowing out the candles on a birthday cake and all of a sudden wish comes true. That is witchcraft though. It is. It is. It is manifestation in the best form. Of the youngest way. I believe that quote was from what? The Middle Age Witch? <laughs> yeah, I believe it was the Middle Age Witch. Really? That, was it? I I think it was the Middle Age Witch that... I think that's where we heard that statement from. Well, I didn't we know... We do love her. her. <laughs> we do love her. Eli. Wonderful. <laughs> Hey, I even bought her book, so. Yes, yes, you did. But it's something that I've known for a long time. But that, you know, that's an old form of witchcraft. Even just a simple tossing, you know, spilled salt over your shoulder. Or blowing on a dandelion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one that gets real odd? Well, now that we're on to the topic of superstitions, 
I think the best superstition I've ever heard. Mind you, I'm a hairdresser, and one of our guests, one of my guests, mentioned a superstition from, I don't know if it was from where he was from down in Mexico, or his wife, where they wouldn't let him help cook because he had a, a cowlick in the back hairline, and with having a cowlick in the back hairline, the tamales wouldn't cook. That's as old as the southern superstition that I've heard when cooking is if a female is on her time of the month and decides to cook biscuits, they'll become hockey pucks. Yeah. And those fun little old wives' tales. But with everything in practice, in when you're practicing witchcraft, it's all on your intent. It's everything. You have to have your heart in mind in sync when you're doing your spells. You can't just be like, oh, I really want this. And mentally you're thinking, well, what's going to happen if I get this? You have to have all of those thoughts in place. Your ducks in a row. Those T's crossed. Those I's dotted. Before you jump into a spell. There is that saying. Whether it be. I think it might be a, a Christian quote. Or just an old. Old new world. Mm-hmm. It's like. The road to hell is. Paved by good intentions. True. But then. There's and a saying that I. <laughs> speaking of dark things. Hell. The actual deity. Yeah. Actually, within that pantheon, she is the daughter of Loki, and she chose to be oversee that aspect of the underworld. She did. And she accepts everyone without discrimination. She's a very caring Where pantheon. I believe Odin accepts part of, like, the warriors and his wife, which, her name, completely is, re like, gone from my mind. Um, she accepts the other warriors, and they fight over the different warriors, and you have the Valkyries, and yeah. But, again, when it comes to their, that section, the Vikings. Vikings, Nordic, Norse. Norse. They don't believe in hell. They believe that they will be reincarnated to get into Valhalla. Yeah, it's Valhalla. Can't remember if it's Odin or his wife that oversees Valhalla. Valhalla is his wife. 
Valhalla is not uh, his wife. That, no, no. Valhalla, his wife is one that. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get it into an episode on different deities. Deities. Specifically, there will be an episode of dark deities and dark goddesses, which that is very rich and full of information and very interesting information from different walks of life and different cultures. Indeed. Um, we both have goddesses that are dark goddesses that are our deities. Where my main three are the Morrigan, Nyx, and Hecate. Mine, and hence the reason why my name is my name, is Kelly. And I was going to say, what is your name? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I know, huh? Yes, but Kelly is one of my deities. Um, also, my other one is Persephone and Freya. That is Odin's wife, Freya. <laughs> I was having a blank. <laughs> yeah. I knew it in my head, but I was like... I knew it would come to me eventually. Yeah, it happens, you know. <laughs> Not to be confused with Frigga. Frigga is a different deity. You have Freya and Frigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Morgan that's... Is very rich, full of information. Well, Morgan is sometimes multiple deities. Sometimes the Morgan is one of the multiple deities. That's so, Morgan falls into the same category, like Callie does. Callie's many deities in the. Not religion. <laughs> and Hecate, Hecate being the torchbearer. De <laughs> depicted as quite a few different things, which also one of the stories does involve Persephone and Demeter. Mm hmm. And the whole how Persephone ended up being the, the queen of hell or Tartarus. Yeah. Is it Tartarus? Because I know Tartarus is also where the Titans were imprisoned. You said that and it made me think of Doctor Who. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the. <laughs> a whole different. That's a whole different. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pantheon of crazy. <laughs> Good show, though. Yes, it is. <laughs> With all, what, 50, 60 years of that show? Yeah. 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 But that's... I think there's more doctors <clears throat> than years we've been alive. I think you're right. Though we are hitting the big 4-0. Yeah. That also says that there's a lot of doctors. <laughs> Yeah, those are doctors that they didn't... They're no longer practicing. They're, they're masters. 
What did we say about masters? Well, for one thing, they aren't real. <laughs> well, still, meh. Yeah, this episode has been a little bit random and shenanigans. Yeah, it, that's pretty much our personalities. We are a little random. <laughs> we did get a lot of information out there. We did. A including about vampire butts. Grade A information. Everyone needs to know about vampire butts. Especially the ones playing Lestat and Louie. Kind of nice. Speaking of butts. Yeah. Jason Moore. Mm. And the TV appearance in a loincloth. Yes, honey. That is a. That was my freaking, you know, background for a while. Well, that's because you're just slutty. Is this the pot calling the kettle black? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I am an innocent child. As innocent as the day you were fallen. From. Well... There is a book suggestion, especially with referring to the darker shadow side of magic. Yes. It's of blood and bone. I know you can find it on Amazon, and I don't know how to get a link to that. But it is a very interesting and very informative book. Whether you read it so you know what that side is, or you read it and it... Inspires you for more. And it gives you a look and changes your viewpoint on a lot of things. Which, there's a lot of kind of gruesome information like the preparing and use of animal bones that are found not sacrificed not killed but like naturally occurring like natural death of these animals and asking them for their assistance in the magic and if they would agree to actually be a part of your workings which is also a good idea even with plants if you're out foraging for plants well yes it's always good to ask the plants if they mind if you use them within your workings. Not every plant is or animal is going to be willing to work with you. Just like not every goddess or god is going to agree to work with you. Very true. And the fact of the matter is 
we boiled down back again to free will. Yeah. Even the plants and animals have free will. The key is consent. The key is always consent. And no matter what you are doing. Agreed. That would probably be a great point to leave this episode on. I agree. Consent is key. And it's what we need. And free will is definitely a thing. But baneful magic does have a time and place, in our opinion. Yes, in our opinion, Baneful Magic has a time and place. In our, in my opinion, and Vix's, I'm just tossing Vix in there because, you know, <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, again, magic is not black nor white. It is your intention. And make sure that your intention is what you want it to be. And be very clear. And precise. And think long and hard before you do any type of working. Agreed. And just keep with it in whatever your magical workings are for the day or for the week. Remember to keep your intentions right or Right for yourself. Not in the normalized right. Just let it be right for you. Well said. That is this week's episode of Random Witchcraft. Later, guys. It may be, the title may be a little clickbaity, but it was for our purpose. Thank you. Signing off now. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, everybody. A quick thing before we sign off for the day. You can now send us voice messages on Anchor with the link below. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas, or just want to send us a message, you can reach us at randomwitchcraft at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, there is a link below that if you would like to support us and help us keep this going. Thank you. Bye for now. Yeah.